Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuning in to the newest edition of the Punch of MMA podcast. As always, I am Dale Lippin, joined by Trey Van Buskirk and his soon-to-be replacement, uh, Haley Cowan. How are you, Haley? I didn't know about that. Uh, <laughs> about it too. What's up? Hi. Uh, so, hi, how are you? How's everything been? I'm good. It's kind of cold outside, and I don't love that, but I'm good. Yeah, yeah. It's cold here, too. We've got a cold front that's moved through. <laughs> South Carolina. It's been a little bit colder here, but Trey lives in uh, balmy Southern California. How's everything over there, Trey Van Buskirk? It's good, but I'm not as on fire as Haley's been coming mm. off that massive win. So I'm feeling a little bit cold. I want to hear about the heat that is the Cowan, dude, going into the freaking stratosphere of UFC. Let's go. <laughs> Trey, Trey signed you to the UFC. I don't know. You, I already signed you. Signed, you. He signed, I already you. signed you. So uh, you, what was it? Invicta 46, right? Yeah, that sounds 46? right. Yeah, Invicta 46. It's, 40, it's probably 46. Okay. <laughs> two, two weeks ago, we took on Monica Franco uh, after a little bit of a layoff. And let's just let's just sort of unpack it because it was a long time coming. You you yeah. and I and us, we've been talking about this since your last fight when we were going to get to see you again. Yeah. Finally happened. It came. It went. You walked away with the W, but... You know, how did, how did the week go? The fight week was so fun. Um, so they actually didn't bring us out there until like the day before we weighed in, which was mm-hmm. nice because they, we didn't have to quarantine. So we got to go in there. Literally, we landed and I started cutting weight. So uh, I only had to cut like five pounds, which was nice. Um, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I think it had been so long that like I was just really grateful to be there. And so I was excited. I wasn't nervous. I just... I was very grateful for the opportunity, and I, I knew that I'd prepared better than anyone on the card because I've been preparing for a fight for 
what almost two years like it's been a, it while. Had been a long time coming yeah so i'd basically been in camp for like 17 months so i was like if i'm not ready now i'm never gonna be ready so i was just ready and i was excited you know I, yeah I, yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask you about that, Haley. So this is going to sound uber casual. We're going to go on a casual road here for a quick second. But <laughs> okay. I remember when CM Punk came into the UFC and he didn't really understand which weight class he wanted to be in. So he's like, I'm going to do some test cuts. We're going to see how it is. You had an extensive layoff. Were you doing any like, you know, trial cuts to make sure you could get down the weight? I know you said it was only five pounds, but were you a little bit skittish going in? No, uh, you know, I, I actually fought at 25 before at 125 and I had a, some really, well, not some, I had one really bad weight cut. And, uh, I always said, I always knew I was really big for that division. And I was like, as soon as I have a rough cut, I'm moving down. And so that's what I did. Uh, but for this one, it was easier than my other cuts to 35, just because I'd been in camp for so long. So I came in to, to this eight week camp. I came in already really light. So I was like, you know, I came into camp at like 40, 143, so I had like seven pounds to go from the day that I started camp. And so I was able to kind of eat, not really what I wanted, but I mean, I could eat as many meals meals a day as I wanted to. I, I didn't really do much of a water cut. You know, I didn't really have to do any of that. I didn't have to cut out sodium ever. It just made it a lot easier. So I'm like, now I'm like, it's always fun getting in the cage and being the big, you know, being the bigger fighter, but it's also fun not having to cut weight. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll walk around at 143, 144 and just not have to cut much weight and feel really good all week. So I think that's what I'm going to do from here on out because it seemed to work out. I watched the, uh, I watched the fight live and oh, <laughs> the in, Invicta experience is a little bit different because they have a live chat that runs during the event. Oh goodness. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah. So it's super I fun. Won't, I won't look at it. You shouldn't look at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what I, it's funny that Trey asked you about the weight because the, like, as soon as you walk out, right. And you're at the, the, the two things that are, that are people are saying is, Oh my goodness, look at her arms. And then, <laughs> Yeah, my mom asked me. She's like, "What are python arms?" I was like, "I, I would guess that <laughs> yeah, would no. mean big arms." <laughs> yeah, tell your mom to stay out of the out of the chat. Dude, I oh always gosh, do. she can't help it. Yeah, and uh, the other one was people were like, "I wonder if she could if she could make twenty five. And I'm just I'm sitting there in my head going, mm -mm, mm -mm, "We're not doing that anymore." I, I don't think they realize like how tall I am too. I'm not a short thirty five. I'm you know I'm almost five nine and. I don't know. I, I have a, there's a lot of muscle mass to me. I, I don't walk around fat or anything like that. So I don't have as much to cut as most of these girls. And I was, I don't know how I made 25, 10 times. I don't know how I did it. Like I have no idea. Right. But whatever. <laughs> That's the past. So, <laughs> so we get there, it's fight week. We feel good. We don't have to quarantine. We're walking out. Yeah. What was the, what's the Invicta experience like? And then sort of walk us through the fight because the, yeah. the first round was just kind of like, <laughs> it almost feel like you had like some nervous energy to you a little bit. You Dude, just, like... I had none. It was really so not an ounce. It was weird. Like okay. Jake was like, you know, you're competing in like five minutes, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just happy to be here. Like, <laughs> so I was making him nervous. But um, yeah, okay. So this was weird. So they kept they kept telling me over and over. They made sure that I knew this was not the normal Invicta experience. So we fought at Fight Church, which is really cool because I'm a preacher, I'm a preacher's kid, which I might have saw my dad earlier on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you tell him what I did? No. no so, um, real quick, real quick, not to derail your story. So, <laughs> I sent I sent Haley the guest link and yeah. um, didn't clarify that it was the guest link. So then she sent it to her dad. Shout out, uh, Papa Cowan. So he 
he, he hops he in. in. Yeah, he hopped oh, wow. in. And then he was like, he 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 thought he was under the impression that he had somehow joined the show. Some is that is that is that what is that what happened? Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So, um, Dale, did you introduce yourself like a gentleman? I, you know what, I wasn't in here at the at the, at that exact moment, but uh, God, I wish I, I was. Been, I wish he somehow gotten on so bad; it would have been so funny. Well, tell him to hop I can on imagine now. him being like this, <laughs> like, <laughs> like trying to. But yeah, so we fought at Fight Church. So we were at the we warmed up in the hotel lobby. Fight Church was like a block away from the hotel. Um, we got wrapped. We got our hands wrapped. Commission signed off on everything, and we warmed up in the hotel lobby. And then they individually took us in a van to Fight Church, and we did not see the cage, see the venue, or anything until we stepped into fight. Well, that's kind of unique. That's it was weird. So I'm like getting in. I don't know if y'all noticed, but I started counting my feet because I was trying to figure out how big the cage was. Because mm-hmm. I love to use my space. Like I, I don't need a lot. I, I actually like a smaller cage, but. I like to know how much space, and I was just saying, I was like, is this the same size as ours at the gym? Because I feel like it's a little bit bigger, so I'm like walking the cage off to see how many feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how big it is, because I use the, I utilize the cage a lot, and uh, yeah, it, it was wild. And I, so I was glad. Usually, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be blue corner. I don't like standing in there, but I was like, I'm so glad I'm blue corner. I have time to get in there and like see how big the cage is, kind of feel everything, because we didn't get to do that before. So sure. So. You're standing there. Monica walks out. You're across from her. Mm-hmm. What's going through your head? And then, you know, you go out and obviously we're in a fist fight. So when did it feel real again? Like, oh, thankfully I'm back. What's going on? I mean, I know you were prepared, but I mean, yeah, when, yeah. when did it get real again? Um. Okay. So I really liked Monica. Like from the moment we both signed the contract, I was like, oh my God, I like this girl. We could be really good friends. And so <laughs> I had this idea all camp long. I was like, all right. And I told everybody, I was like, I'm going to exhaust her in round one i'm gonna hang on her on the cage i'm gonna make her really tired and i thought that i would probably finish her at the end of round one but i wasn't sure and then i was like and, and then if it goes to round two i'm gonna take her down immediately and then i'm gonna ground and pound into submission and i just had like a i don't know if y'all watched my fight against a girl named sarah click i cut her up real bad and then i choked her and i just i kept having these vibes that i was gonna have a sarah click finish again and uh and she walks in the cage and i see her and she looks so happy and i was like man i hope i don't cut her <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, I don't want to cut her, but I knew, I just knew I was going to. And then, of course, in round two, the very first elbow I landed on the ground split her open, and I was like, like I don't know. Jake thought I was gonna stop. Like I almost like panicked, like you would cutting a teammate. Like I was like, oh, th- oh, yeah. this is a fight. We have to keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was weird. Uh, but I knew like immediately. Like I had a very solid game plan. Like I knew I was not taking any steps backwards. I was gonna pressure her immediately because. I watched a bunch of her fights and I saw that was very uncomfortable for her. It's pretty much uncomfortable for everyone moving backwards. It's not where you want to be. And sure. if you're not uncomfortable moving backwards, you probably should be uncomfortable moving backwards because it doesn't look good. And so I knew I was like, you know, we're going to move her backwards. And as soon as the the ref said, are you ready? Are you ready? I was like, all right, let's just, it's go time. So I never, I needed, sometimes you need an exchange or two or you need to get hit, clocked a couple of times to, to realize, oh, this is a fight. But, I was just so ready. You know, I've been like visualizing this moment, like for the last 17 months, especially coming off a loss. I was just so ready for it. So I, I knew the whole time. And I was the, the fight before this, I felt such a weird vibe. Like I didn't really feel like I was competing. It was just weird that I, I was just my fo- I was super focused and I, I, I was just ready to fight. So when you choked her out, though, I saw you guys embraced for a moment. What tell me what happened there? You, you talked to her. I always think it's funny when you know, you, you get it done in a devastating fashion. Like, what do you say to someone in that moment? Like, Hey, thanks for competing. But like, you know, I'm on the way up, you're out. 
What do you do? So I've kind of, I've caught a lot of crap because I've, I let go really soon of the choke. I let go really early. What people don't realize is I was not on her neck. I was over her jaw. And before that, um, I landed a really hard straight left at the very beginning of the second round. And it, and it, I knew it hurt her. I knew I landed it on her jaw and I knew it, I knew it hurt because after that she wasn't shutting her mouth. And so I was already aware of, um, like potentially, you know, that I'd, I'd hurt her. And so on the ground, I'd landed a bunch of really hard elbows too. And when I got to her back, um, I had a really deep body log and I was able to, you know, hip in and arch and, and her, her neck was popping like as I was cranking on her, on her jaw. And so I was just, I was, I liked her. I was, I was very aware if it had been under her chin, I wouldn't have stopped so early because you take a nap and you wake up and you go along with your life. If you really hurt someone's jaw or their neck, they're not the same for a while. And so I was very aware and I know the integrity of her as a fighter. I wasn't worried about her contesting. And I was doing so well and I felt so in control that even if she did contest, I was having a lot more fun than she was having. So it was like, okay, cool. We'll sure. just keep going. Like, right. <laughs> but I, I knew where I was on her neck and I know the damage that can cause. I've, I've had guys in the gym, you know, hurt my jaw being over my chin like that. And I just knew it wasn't like a regular choke. And she had actually already tapped even before I let go. You just couldn't really see it. We were in a really weird position against the cage. So. I'm glad you mentioned the the tap because I wanted to ask you about that finishing <laughs> sequence because that again to go back to the the whole live stream thing that was the there was a general consensus among people that were watching it that either a they didn't see the tap or um, b you let go incredibly early and then also the referee caught a little bit of flack too because people yeah. thought the ref was out of position and he didn't really see it and when you let go he just kind of stood there like huh. I guess the fight's over. I, I like he didn't confirm really yeah. that the, the finish had happened. Well, he was he was a good ref. I really liked him. Like I talked to him before because um, I do a lot of cage work, and mm-hmm. I've never been warned. I'm usually really busy on the cage, so I don't. I, I've never been warned. You know, get to work or we're gonna separate you. But I always warned the refs. Hey, this is what I do. Uh, just so you know, we're gonna be on the cage, but I'm gonna work. Uh, and so I told him that he was really cool about everything. You know, he, Kansas has the three point rule, you know, they have, they have the unified rules. So if they're touching the ground, I can eat them in the head. And I was super pumped about that. Cause I didn't know that. <laughs> and so he was really cool with, uh, w- with my style of fighting and a lot of people aren't. And so uh, it was, I really liked him, but he was standing in a weird spot, but there was really no, from the video, you couldn't tell we were really close to the cage. There was really nowhere else. He couldn't have been in a bit. He wasn't in a great spot, but he couldn't have been in a better spot either. Right. Um, but yeah, like I said, I knew the integrity of, I, I know who she is. You know, I, I've seen her fight. I've, I've talked to her. I've, I've, I know who she is as a person. And again, and I knew she tapped <laughs> and I knew it was hurting her. You know, she was yeah. making weird noises and I, I knew it was, it was time to let go. <laughs> if it had been someone else, I probably wouldn't have, but I really right. did not want to hurt her. So you get the tap. You, you do the embrace, like Trey says, and then what's the what's the feeling after that? I mean, was it relief? Was it elation? Was it, I need to do this again as soon as possible? Like, what what's the sequence, the thought sequence after that? Because you were away for a long time, and you got it just basically almost word for word how you predicted it to us. And then what do we, how did you feel afterwards? Uh, the first thing I did was I cut her, and I wanted to look at it. I want to see how bad it was. 
because I didn't want her to have to get stitches. So I stopped and I kind of grabbed her face. I was like, okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> like The head bleeds a lot. So it always looks a lot worse than it actually is. So that was the first thing that went through my head. And then the second thing was, is we knew, you know, I'm with Sucker Punch. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's my management. And yeah. I knew that I'm either one or two wins away from just like walking in to the UFC, you know. Right. Uh, hopefully like no contenders or whatever. Uh, and so like that was my first thought and i was like okay that fight that card is on my birthday i was like i'm gonna just make it i knew i probably wasn't gonna get on it i know it was was four weeks before it was already full but i just wanted to make a big deal like i mean i knew people would share it and they would see it and and they did (laughs) yeah uh so it it was it was just i was just trying to like make a little bit of noise and get them to remember me because mick actually mick maynard signed my first lfa contract because he was still with lfa then okay uh so he Uh knows who i am and and, you know, I've had a couple opportunities, but I just haven't felt ready yet. And now I do. Like, now I know I've gone out and I've trained with the best in the world this last 17 months. As crappy as it's been, it's been exactly what I need. Right. So. Um, Uh-oh. Just had enough of you. Look what you did. It's all your fault. Here? Oh, oh and we're back. Sorry about that. I don't know. I think my sister called me, but she can go away. (laughs) She'll probably call again. That's all right. Bring her in. Just bring her in. It doesn't matter. It's a it's a it's a (laughs) family thing. Just bring them all in. It doesn't matter. Trey and I just do whatever we want anyway, right? Yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. So Haley, so you you felt good. You feel you're at the level, obviously, to get into the UFC. We we're huge fans. We believe you can get in there. I want to I want to bring it back a little bit though. After that, you go back in the locker room, you change. Was there one food or drink on your mind that you're like, I haven't had this shit in two years, <laughs> and now's my time? Dude, no, I was so light coming in that I was able to kind of cheat, have these little meals here and there. So I didn't like. I mean, like I wanted pizza because that's like my that's like my thing. It's like what I'm supposed to have after I eat. I mean, after I fight. So I was like, yeah, pizza, but. I, I, I came in so light and so prepared that I was kind of able, if I wanted to have a piece of pizza here and there, I could have it. So it wasn't, not like normal, not like normal where I'm like, I have to have the pizza or, I, you know, I'm going to die. But they're going to use that as a promo clip for all girls in your division. They're going to be like, I, this, I hate this girl. Yeah, I hate her. <laughs> hey, worst. I've done my time at 25 <laughs> where I couldn't <laughs> look at pizza for three months. <laughs> I admire the discipline. I, I find a way to treat myself no matter what. I'm like, oh, I drank a lot of water today. I should definitely, I should definitely treat myself. I've, I've earned it. So, yeah. I, There's I always even... 145. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of 45, so we had talked, you know, like I said, it's been a while since we, since, uh, since we had you on. So we've actually, a lot's happened since then. I think the last time, the last time you and I spoke, or the last time we had you on the show, Ben Askren was still an undefeated boxer. So I think it's been a minute since <laughs> since that we've we've spoken. But in that in the meantime, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of prayers awesome. for Ben Askren. Yeah. I miss you, dog. Um, <laughs> so you, you got to spend some time training with uh, with Norma Dumont, who's a every bit one hundred and forty five pounder. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's a little like, bigger than me <laughs> yeah as i say so you, you've said that you've spent some time over the last 17 months training with the best in the world um you know i know that your team and your family is very important to you it's one of the things that you're constantly promoting is, is your gym and and the people you're working with over the last 17 months you know what what do you think 
you've developed the most in? What do you think that you've really taken away from the high level talent that you're surrounding yourself with? I think the most important thing besides developing confidence and seeing how I fare up with these really good girls in the gym, I think the most important thing for me was I'm so new to this. Like before this fight, every single fight I was getting better at something different. So I was kind of trying to figure out who I was and where I belong. Well, am I a striker? Am I a wrestler? Am I a grappler? From the day that I walked in the gym, literally the day that I walked in the gym, Jake told me, you're going to be a wrestler. And I was cool, but then I knocked some people out, and that was fun too. So it was like I, I was trying to figure out who I am. And in these past 17 months, we have literally laid out the blueprint of the type of fighter that I am, the way that I can have the longest career without a ton of injuries, you know, the path of least resistance for someone who's got this, the the skill set that I have and the natural gifts that I have and and that's exactly what I did. I mean, that, that fight was literally exactly the blueprint that we've laid out for the rest of my career. And I don't mind people knowing that because I really do believe that I'm going to get so good at it that I can tell them my game plan and then run it up their butts. Like, <laughs> right. Did you, did you come out of the fight with Monica unscathed? Yeah, I was good. My elbows were sore. From her but face. I was good. Right. Yeah. And you know what? It, I think it was from the cage. I don't think it was from actually elbowing her. I think it was from pushing against the cage and stuff. <laughs> gotcha. But so, no, it was good. So with 271 sort of off the table, um, yeah. is what's what's the plan now? Like, is Invicta saying we want to get you right back? Are you still? Yeah. I mean, what's that look like? So Invicta is an option. Uh, they have a fight. They have a card in March that's totally full. So I'm. You know, there's another card coming up for them. Uh, contenders is this summer. Uh, I'm definitely eligible for that. <laughs> uh, that I didn't really ever want to go that route because I feel like that show kind of tends to force fighters to fight fights that aren't their style of fighting just because mm -hmm. they want to impress Dana and be exciting. And uh, so that, that was kind of the reason that I didn't want to go that route. But at this point, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> So, uh, and, and you know, I, I think I'm probably first up on the list of people for them to call if someone misses weight or gets sick. Uh, so I'm just trying to keep my weight low, keep, you know, stay in shape, stay ready, just in case. We've got a, a running list of uh, the Bantamweight girls who have fights coming up, and I'm just kind of keeping an eye on them, watching their Instagrams, being like, do they look chubby? Like, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out if they're going to make weight. Do they look ill? <laughs> like, just kind of trying to, you know, make see... see Every week that there's a bantamweight fight, just stay, stay ready, get ready to make a quick trip to Vegas or wherever they're having those cards. You know that would be that would be ideal. But but it, contenders is obviously an option. And then you know in 2020 they they oversaturated all of their roster because of COVID. Right. So now they've got all these these fighters who are just sitting on the side waiting for fights that they can't get. So it's the UFC's in a weird spot right now, too. You know, they're, they're having to make cuts that they're having to cut people off wins. They're having to cut people yeah. who haven't lost fights in three years. I mean, it's just it's it's rough for everybody. It's a tough time to be a fighter. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just staying ready and trying to make sure that I keep getting better. So when I do get in there, it's it's a quick run to the top. I know that you're not you're not one for call outs. But is there is there somebody that when you look at that roster, you go, oh, oh, you it, Really, the the only ones on the roster that I'm like, hmm, are the ones that I'm like, they miss weight a lot <laughs> right now because that's my ticket in. So I'm like, hmm. So the ones who tend to miss weight are the ones that I'm uh, really, really looking at or, 
or the foreigners a lot of the foreigners like they're having visa issues so i'm like maybe they can't right. get over here like oh, <laughs> yeah. so, take yeah. the visa approach i'll call my buddy at customs let's try to line this up we'll <laughs> right. see what we can do i got a couple guys that i know still work at customs we'll see what we can do right <laughs> norma's a... norma's got a fight scheduled with macy chison so i'm like norma do you have a cough Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Throat> hurting? <laughs> you actually might you might want to let her put that beating on macy because that is not one of trey's favorites we we consistently oh, no. go back and forth on the assessment of of macy and uh trey is on uh, firmly team i don't want to say he's anti-macy but he, he's definitely not a fan is that fair to say trey i'm actually i'm team thick chick wrestler is what i <laughs> okay. am and i think uh, norma dumont fits that mold Dude, and she's so she is so good. She really is. She's good at everything too. Like, yeah, that's what Jake just said. He said it's hard to impress me, and she impressed me. Like, yeah, I haven't had a round. Like, like I have to explain this to you. This is how crazy our sparring rounds were. So we're at Syndicate, and there's like how many fighters do you think are on the mat? Fifty? Maybe it, oh, okay, maybe 40, 50. But there's a ton of fighters on the mat. Like so many to where we're having to be very aware of where we are, so we're not like bumping into groups and knocking each other over and stuff and me and norma start fighting and all of the coaches like come and mike Pyle looked at jake and was like is this okay like we were like fighting <laughs> and it was and it was cool it was fun it was like exactly what I, i'm going out there for it was exactly what i needed and we got done and we both just kind of hugged and laid on the ground because we were both so exhausted but it was you can tell that she doesn't have many girls that come into the gym like pumps to go with her. And as soon as she asked me, hey, because it's kind of etiquette. You don't go up to a UFC fighter and be like, yo, you want to spar with me? Like, right. That's kind of douchey. And so like when she asked me, I was like, yes, I do. I want to go with you. <laughs> yeah. And she kind of got excited and I could tell and I knew she was going to lay it on me. I knew she was because I was, I was probably 145 pounds and I was the next biggest girl in the gym. And so I was like, she doesn't get opportunity and she was probably 170 i mean she was much bigger than me Whoa, yeah and geez. i was like she doesn't get opportunities like this with girls my size and so i, I knew she was gonna lay it on me and she did it was fun <laughs> see dale it's it's those thick chicks dude that's the triple c right there that's the real triple c 170 pounds i don't know that that is not i know but still i mean but she had she had a good amount of weight on me and and it was solid weight it's not like oh she's just like fat out of shape it was she was in shape and she yeah, he said yeah. she was 110 percent 165 or heavier. There's no way. Like that girl, that poor girl, most most 45ers, I look at them and I'm like, they can make 35. They're just lazy. The, I don't know if she can. Like it, it's it would be a big whole thing. <laughs> mm, mm. Crazy. Yeah. That's that's wild. I wasn't. It would expecting. be a lifestyle change. It would be very hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 17 months away, we train all over the all over the US get in with some of the best people. We discover who we are as a fighter. We know that we want to stay active. Realistically, what does what does the rest of 2022 look like? Because you've gotten a great thing out of the way first thing in the, you know, yeah. first part of the year. So how, I mean, I know you talk about contenders uh series this summer and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, is it going to be one of those things where hell or high water, you're going to stay active? Or what do you, what do you want? What does a perfect 2022 look like for you? 20, I mean, I w a perfect 2022 is someone missing weight, me stepping in, fighting. I mean, hopefully it's not a top five because, I mean, you go in and you beat – I mean, you don't want to lose, so you go in and you beat someone who's top five. You're, what, one or two fights away from 
at 135, you're pro- you're probably next in line. You know, like right. The the, the division is. I mean, the, the division is. There's not a lot of active fighters, which I don't understand why they can't. Act, you know, whatever. You know, I'm a, it's not my job to to sign myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, the the perfect would be someone missing weight in like March or April, and then me going and and fighting and hopefully they're not top five. And if they are, they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I'll be ready. Uh, win and uh, fight a couple more times. I would like. I would like to be super active, probably more active than my coach likes me to be. I would like to fight five times every single year and then <laughs> retire in three years. You know, like that would be right. like really cool. But that's not what happens. And so uh, two to three more fights this year would be realistic, probably. Uh, but we talked about because, you know, Invicta's got that May card and I know they would have me back. And, and they they I'm sure that they would let me fight for the title if, if that was something I was interested in. But I'm not interested in that because i don't want to feel obligated to Mm. keep fighting in invicta you know i want to fight you know if if, if it's going to be a long we thought contenders was going to be in like october so originally i was like if i have to fight in contenders i am fighting again before that but then when we found out it starts in july i was like you know what what's what's fighting in may versus fighting in july what is two more months and if i were to go in in may and get cut you know or have an injury that I couldn't fight in July. I would be kicking myself for like the rest of my life. So sure. if I can get on those first couple weeks in contenders and then turn around and fight again, you know, before the end of the year, that, that would be cool. Uh, my, goal, like my 2022 goal, the main focus is to get into the UFC and then whatever happens after that. Is it, do you feel it's UFC or bust? Cause I know, I know Des is in Bellator. Is it UFC or bust? Cause I mean, you open to the idea of Bellator. No. Nice. Bellator doesn't have my own class. <laughs> and oh. and I'm not I'm not like crapping on Bellator, but that I'm not a Bellator fighter. I'm a UFC oh. fighter. There we go. All right. And, and there's nothing wrong with being, you know, yeah. a Bellator. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But my from the time I started this sport, my dream and my goal has been the UFC. And right. I'm gonna get there. <laughs> like right. And you know the UFC, they don't they don't have a lot of Bellator fighters. It's not like oh you go fight for Bellator for a little bit, then you get into the UFC. Like it doesn't really usually work that way unless you're Mike Chandler. And I don't think I'm Mike Chandler. <laughs> so, not yet anyway. I hope I'm not. He gets hit a lot. He does get hit a lot. Jeez, oh man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, for me, it's not it's not that now. If they were to add 35 and and you know, talked a lot of you know a good contract, you know that's maybe one thing, but. Another option that I have in the back of my head, because there were rumors that PFL was going to have, was going to start the Bantamweight division. And it's not to me that PFL looks so inviting. It's that a million dollars looks pretty inviting Uh, to me. Of course. Yeah. And so that's the thing where you can go in and, you know, and and, and again, it's just, it's easier fights for more money. Sure. So it's like. I could do that and then go to the UFC, but still, that's not even, that's not what I want to do. But you don't always get to do what you want in this sport. So I'm going to get into the UFC. I don't think it'll be by way of Bellator. I don't think it'll be by way of PFL. Um, But who knows? (laughs) I can dig it. I can dig it. So speaking of 135, um, the UFC is all shook up right now. What's your... What's your assessment on the the Nunez Pena absolutely Dude. wildness? What was your? I I know you uniquely pay more attention to that stuff than your average person. So when you see something yeah. like that, 
What's your assessment of that that situation? Give me a title shot. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, man, like something about Amanda Nunes. She just got this like mystical thing going on where she's terrifying. And it could have been anyone who took the belt from her. And 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 we all would be thinking the same thing. All right, mm-hmm. I'm you know, I can do it. Like uh Juliana Pena is great. I love her style. I have a similar style as she does. Uh but thank well. you. Okay, whatever. I like to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think I'm more excited, a little more exciting, you know, uh, cause a little bit more damage. But um, yeah, I mean, that excited me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna <laughs> because say now what? I'm looking at the whole roster and I'm like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I am ready for the top three, you know. Uh, and, and the style that I have, literally no one, no, I don't know a girl who fights like me. I really don't. I don't know a girl who is, as confident in their ability to be physically imposing, who's not scared to take, who's, who's not scared to move forward the whole entire time and put you on the cage. Like, I don't care if people boo me. <laughs> Winning is fun. And, and I haven't got booed yet, so that's good. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just think I have the style to neutralize really anybody. You know, maybe they're better striker than me. Maybe they're better on the ground than me. But there is not a girl in this sport who is better at cage work than I am. And I 100% believe that. Pat Militich yeah. has been saying that about me since I was 0-1 as a pro. Like, I've got a really solid understanding of leverage in the cage and how to use it to my, uh, you know, to my benefit. And if that's how I beat somebody like Amanda Nunes, then I will hold her on the cage for 25 minutes. I don't care. Like, I want that UFC belt. <laughs> so, I was going to put all your Pat Militich stories to the test a couple months back just so you're you're aware i there was a uh did y'all have pat on the show no so there was a brief moment in time where pat was gonna was gonna do commentary for a uh a promotion in my area and i ended up doing commentary with them with them but he was supposed to and then something happened where it didn't but there was a brief moment in time where i thought i was gonna get to do commentary work with pat and i was like you know what? This guy's going to come in, and he, he, if he thinks for one second, I'm not going to test every Haley Cowan story that she has that she's told us. But it's, he, but anyway, it, it ended up not happening. It fell through. Oh, so, but one of these days, soon enough. He's cool, man. He's he's been like, um... oh yeah, you know that Jake's brother fought him three times, right? Oh, what's okay. fought him three times? Really? Yeah. Bought okay. it for the UFC welterweight, the, the inaugural UFC welterweight belt, too. Yeah, Jake's went, brother? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I that's didn't know. That's all I have to say about that. But. That's all. Okay, we're not. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So, like, we kind of, and, and I'm like, a, I love Pat. I think he's the best commentator in MMA. He's so good. He really is good. And he's super underrated. Like, right. We just have a really, you know, I grew up in LFA. I started there as an amateur and I just grew up around in the sport i grew up around pat and i he was really attracted to my gymnastics background and my the you know the the way that i got into the sport and we just really clicked so i've got some good pat stories <laughs> so speaking of commentary let something's changed since the last time i don't know if you know if you saw it or not but they're gonna let or not let but laura sanko um is gonna be on the booth or like on the cans for is it 271, Trey? Do you she know was. The last one, wasn't she? No, she's at the desk. She's at the she desk. was at the de- – yeah, they haven't let her do, like, the actual play-by-play or whatever. I don't think it, I don't think it was a pay-per-view. It I think it's a fight night. Oh, is it a fight night? night? That's okay. the best way to start out. You don't want to – Right. Yeah. I just think that's awesome, though. 
That I mean, is, I like her. You know, she's I like anyone who seems to work hard. I like them, and you can tell right. she works her butt off. So, I'm yeah. a big fan. I think well, I, see, the I reason why. Yeah. She does well. What made me think of that is because she's done some, she's done some stuff for Invicta before. She's done some she's she's done other 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 commentary work. And you talk about guys that are or people rather that have done that do really well at commentary. And I always I, Pat Militich is always one that I always I've always thought has, has done a fantastic job. And then Laura Sanko is always a sleeper there as well. And with yeah. guys like Rogan and DC constantly under the uh, they're constantly getting criticized lately. It'd be it's interesting to see the idea of perhaps some new blood coming. They're just in so there. biased. It's like hard to watch fights and like like if I wasn't if I was just a regular fan who didn't know what was going on, it's just hard to. They're very biased, and it's it's really hard to like ignore it, you know. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they get me thinking, like, am I did I miss did I miss something? Like, <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I like both of them though. I, I like their personalities, and I like them. And it's you're, we're human beings. We're gonna be biased. It's can't really not be, but it's your job not to be. So maybe figure it out. <laughs> maybe figure it out just a little bit. Maybe just a little <laughs> less biased. <laughs> Right. I'm sure they try. I'm sure they don't go in thinking, well, we're going to like really pump this guy up and make this guy look, seem like he's garbage. But whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, though, and it's something that Trey and I have a hard time with. And I'll, I'll, I'll put words in your mouth here, Trey. The more we talk to people and the more we like them, it's harder to stay like even keel when it comes to 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 stuff like I don't. If you're guys like that, especially guys like DC that or, or that train with people day in and day out, I think it would. I think it is kind of difficult to come in and not be overly critical. Or dude, I was gonna say I'm chummy. so much harder on my teammates. Like when my teammates fight, it's like, and me too. Like I'm I'm harder myself too. But I'm watching them and I notice more. It's probably the gymnast in me. I notice more the the mistakes and the things they did well, and then I go back and rewatch the fight. I'm like, oh, that looks good. Like, right. <laughs> it's like so. I mean, I. I that's got to be hard because you already know, you know, you know, they do this a lot. They drop their lead hand when they throw this punch. They duck their head when they, you know, do this takedown. I mean, you, you already kind of know their tendencies. So it's going to be hard not to be overly critical. But so that's again, that's a job. that's a good question, though, Haley. So when you rewatched your fight, did you actually did you look at it and say, wow, I, I actually did way better than I thought. I did exactly what I thought or I underperformed based on what I actually rewatched. It went just kind of how I thought it was going to go. I watching it like I wish and again Jake's going to get on to me. I kind of wish I could have <laughs> thrown a couple more punches, but we talked about, you know, throw what you need to throw to get inside and then get inside. And that's what I did. So, I'm I am perfectly happy with what I did. I really am, you know. Uh even round 1 like Ideally, I would have gotten her to the ground sooner, but I could tell how tired she was. And so I was just like, hang on her, you know, make her tired. Because I knew that round two it was going to be easy to get her to the ground. So I, I was, and I was kind of looking at Jake and he was telling me, you know, nope, do what you're doing. You're doing what you're doing is working. And the, the ref hadn't said anything yet. And so, you know, I'm, I'm happy with, I, if I had gotten her down to the ground, probably like tw 10 seconds earlier, I would have finished a head and arm choke. Because I started to set it up, but there was only 10 seconds left. And Jake was yelling at me, you don't have time to start punching. And so if I, there, there's little things like that, but nothing that I'm like, nothing like jumps out. You know, my, our goal for me this fight was to have seamless injuries because a lot of times, you know, people strike to strike and then they wrestle to wrestle and then they do jujitsu to do jujitsu. But one thing that we take pride in at Blitz and that I've tried really hard to get better at is I strike to wrestle, I wrestle to yeah. strike, I wrestle to ground and pound, I set traps to ground and pound that, you know, that 
force them into certain positions for me to get the takes, you know, for me to get the sub, you know, everything I do is with something, with the next part of MMA, the next sequence in mind. And so our goal was seamless, like a uh, blend, blend it seamlessly. And I got done and I asked him, I was like, where's more my entries good? And he was like, they were good. So when I went back and rewatched it, it didn't look like, oh, we're striking. And then now we're wrestling. It looks like, <laughs> oh, we're doing MMA. Like, right. you know, like, it, it, and so I was really happy with that because you don't see, watch girl fights. There's not very many, if any, that do that. It looks like, oh, they're striking. Oh, now they're wrestling. Now they're doing jujitsu. You know, it's, it's, there's not a, the blend isn't there. And I think that that was probably the best thing I did this, this that's, fight. That's the there. best though. That's the best when you can rewatch it and think, man, I executed exactly how I wanted to. Dale, I've had a couple people film me surfing and sometimes I'm watching it back and I'm like, holy shit, do I even know how to swim? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. You well, become so self-critical. Yeah. yeah, we were just, Jake just said, you know, there's, there's always something that could be better, but was the game plan executed the way that we planned? Yes, exactly. Right. I think he knew it was going to be round two for the finish. I wanted it to be round one just because I want another first round finish because that's cool. But I'm glad because again, every second in that cage, every competitive second counts. And so it was also good for me to get a couple extra minutes in there, you know. Anytime I've ever watched film of myself competing, I've always just been like, "Oh gosh, no!" Like, totally. I can't believe I, I can't believe somebody showed up for this. This is terrible. Dude, I had him. There was a, there was actually a moment in the fight, and Jake yelled it. I don't know if y'all can hear him, but he yelled, "Put your chin down!" Like I threw a knee, like I threw an outside knee, and I like looked straight up. At, I don't know why I did that, but yeah. I did it. And he, and, then, and so I look at back and I look at that moment. I'm like, "What? Why did you do that? Like, <laughs> that's not a good idea." Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got yeah, a moment that. But as soon as he said, "Put your chin down," I touched my chin and stopped throwing uh, leg strikes like that. So it was good. There was a lot of good things. There was a couple things, you know, I can always go back and fix. But I, I'm proud. That was exactly what we said. Oh, you know, that was exactly the plan. Like exactly. So that's awesome. I've got a moment that lives rent free in my head that we've now now that you've made me think about it yet again. Uh, just oh, no. <laughs> no, it was so I used to play basketball and I was watching. Uh, there was a moment in a game where I had this. I had a fantastic pass and it was like I didn't exactly know how to celebrate, so it was very. It was like a very delayed response and it was caught on video. And it this this playing in my head continues to this day. It's only been twenty years, but um, you did double guns. No, did you I didn't double do, guns, dude. I didn't do double guns. I went yeah. to do the. I went to do the. the <laughs> he did chest, triple. <laughs> I went to do the chest smack, but yeah. I got like really excited with the chest smack and kind of grabbed my jersey, and then like my hand got caught in it. So like, there's like this moment where I'm like, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and it's it it you know it it lives really in eternity cool. somewhere. But yeah, it's just you know it looked really cool, and it's been in my no, head forever. So. I was so glad when I went back and rewatched it that like after the fight they play really loud music and it and just all you can hear is the commentators. Thank God because I'm pretty sure I yelled, "Who's your daddy?" Yeah. Oh, sick. <laughs> did I? I think I did. I yelled something that I was like, "Oh, don't don't say that." No, don't like, do that. No, don't do that. Bring it back. <laughs> so, Bring that one back. Yeah. And I didn't hear it when I rewatched it, and I was like, "And and they didn't." Uh, I had the best walkout song ever, and they played their own like and, and they played the walkout song while we're there. But on the live broadcast, it's like their own music. Yeah. It's not what we hear. And they didn't. I walked out to Brick House. That's good. sick. It That's was great. awesome. It's a good song. No one knew. No one knew but me. 
But you hey, also walked out really fast, though. You were you, you had power steps. You got to the cage yeah. very quickly. <laughs> you were moving. You moved. You were moving How very. Not to that song. But you cut the corner. Like you didn't even walk down the ramp. You literally cut the corner and then got to the cage. I'm like, <laughs> I was ready, man. It'd be too long. And it was cold in there. Oh, it was so cold in there. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get in there and get out. Or I'm gonna tear hands. <laughs> so, so Haley, speaking of songs, this is a great segue before we let you go here. You're a '90s baby, correct? 92, yeah, yeah. 92? 92. Okay. I'm going to give you three chances here. Oh, oh gosh. no, don't um, do this. That's a lot. Three chances. There's a I'm going to say a lyric for each song, and you have to tell me if it is either Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Oh, man, I can't even. Okay, I can try. I can try. I get so confused. And I was a big fan of both, and I still can't tell you the difference. But Okay, well, I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to literally read it. Can you do it. the dance moves? I could absolutely do the dance moves, but I'm not going to do the dance moves. That will help. Man, he sounds like Dominic Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Dude, not cool, Jake. Not cool. Who's the one that does uh, videos of themselves hitting? Tony Jeffries? No, one of these guys. Oh, who hit who? Does one of y'all do videos of you hitting? No. No. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. Like hitting a heavy bag? No. 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 Jiu-jitsu um, stuff, but that's not. Um, okay, first one. I had no idea this was going to happen. I'm going to mute myself. Softball. <laughs> He's following someone that he thinks is both of you, and it's not. You are my fire. My one, my one desire. desire. And sink or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. You're correct. Fair enough. Boom, roasted. Okay, next one. Somebody's waiting for me. But I called my girl up and said, listen, baby, I'm sorry. I just want to tell you, don't worry. I will be late. Don't stay up and wait for me. The worst lyrics I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what song Those is are that? Really bad. And I don't what? know that one. Well, Drew knows it. Ah, you are incorrect. That is The Call. Oh, The Call? Oh, I thought it was only Backstreet Boys, Boys or NSYNC. Whoa, another person. That's Mr. Dober. What's with the mister? Oh. Look at this guy. <laughs> Last one, Haley. <laughs> it's really small. Don't really want to make it tough. I just want to tell you that I've had enough. It mm. might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. <laughs> bye, 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 Haley. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> so, who is the second one? Could you sing it? Uh, it was call. the call by call. Baxter Boys. You're so gonna play. That's your next walkout. I don't. Oh, on, I'm gonna be gay. honest with you. I don't know if I know the lyrics for the call, and I'm a big Backstreet Boys guy. <laughs> I don't know if I know that one. All right, baby, don't worry. Haley, oh. as always, amazing. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Um, we appreciate you, and we'll see. You. It's not gonna be 17 months, right? So, like, we'll just wait and talk okay. to you in May. You cool with that? That yeah. Let's do it. Okay, sounds good. We'll talk to you later on. See you. First uh -oh. comment to bring in Mr. Dober. The chat is wondering why he has a shirt on. I specifically said no shirt, Drew. Well, you know, I don't play hard to get, so <laughs> I'm not that easy. <laughs> Dude, what? How you been, man? What's going on? How is everything? Good, good. I uh, just enjoyed an off season. Uh, you know, just various, uh, you know, exercises for stability outside of uh, cage fighting. 
But uh, I'm ready for some uncertainty. So we got a fight scheduled. You're looking thin right now. What's going on with you? You, you, We doing a little mock weight cut, or what are we? we, What are we doing right now? Why do we look so thin? What's happening? Oh, I just uh, um, talked to my nutritionist, and we were working, uh, you know, some some stuff in the off season to make sure that making 55 was a little easier. Okay, I got you. I see you got a little, uh, you got little souvenir there. What? Who? Who blessed you with that? Oh yeah, I mean various teammates of team elevation <laughs> the dude the place is a meat factory so i'm surprised i'm, I'm leaving practice with this much damage right so how was christmas how was new year's it's been a, it's been you know i think this is probably the longest we've gone without having you on it's been probably what like two months or so what's what's uh what's new and exciting man how's everything been life's been great uh you know just uh Able to uh, enjoy gluttony and, uh, you know, uh, wine and, you know, live in that off-season, some socializing. But, uh, man, I'm fed up with that. So I'm ready to you know, simulate violence for yeah. the millions. We got March 12th, Ricky Glenn. Uh, let's let's talk about this matchup. How do we how do we feel about it? What Where do we think, you know, um, I mean, obviously we don't go too far into the game plan, but, I mean, what's – obviously go out there and inflict violence upon young Ricky, even though he's probably older than all of us. Um, <laughs> I mean, what's, what, what are we feeling about this matchup and what can we expect on March 12th? Well, the dude is mid- Midwest tough. And so you got to give it to those cats. Uh, I think he's like from Iowa, but I- I've seen him around. Uh, so like, I-, I definitely know how, how tough, how durable he is. Um, and he makes, uh, he makes, fight- uh, makes fights exciting. Um, as far as strategy goes, um, you know, I'm coming off a fight from, you know, Islam Makachev, arguably the, one of the best grapplers, and Brad Riddell, arguably one of the best strikers, and those are specialists. And uh, Ricky Glenn, I think he's good everywhere. He's not excellent at any one. So the strategy is pretty simple. Uh, the dude's got two arms, two legs. He's looking to knock me out. If that doesn't work, he's going to try to put his forehead in my chest. Um, and I'm going to make his life difficult. Yeah. I can dig that. I can dig that. What's so, the go ahead? Sorry, well, well, no, I was going to ask. This is kind of a hardcore question. I hate asking questions like this, but I'm going to ask it anyways because <laughs> people want to know, Drew. So obviously, the Makachev fight and then the Riddell fight. You're on a two two fight loss kid, but the thing is, you have fight of the night. So like in UFC standing, that's I mean, optics wise, it's like you're implanted like you're you're mm. a threat in the mm. division but you're on a two fight loss kid so is there mm. any weird pressure like hey i can't lose another but i can put on a great performance like what does that balance look like uh i think anyone that doesn't have a number in front of their name i i'm, I'm completely fine with okay. uh i think I, I i've showcased the fact that you know i can hang with inslaw i can hang with brad i can hang with benil darush uh you know i want that physique fight so I, I'm, I'm very comfortable as far as where I'm at and what I'm capable of. Now, uh, rising to the occasion, making sure I get the Ws. Now, that's something we've been spending um, uh, some quality time on in my offseason. It's just, you know, I, I'm able to hang, but I, I haven't overcame. So we are, we are focusing on what I need to do. And, uh, man, we're back to the proving grounds. So I, I'm going to put some people to sleep and number in front of my name, and I'm chasing that goal. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm. It was a very Trey really went out on a limb with that. I, that was that was a tough question to ask. I can appreciate the uh, the gumption there. I was going to ask. I was going to bring up the Riddell fight 
because uh, we I don't think we've spoken since then or do, do we speak directly after I can't remember no we did um, right after <laughs> we did right after yeah, yeah okay, that's stat, right. dude, he came on right after yeah, he literally came on right after you're right <laughs> so now that we've had that now that we've had that time um I, it was fresher and now that I remember it was fresh right off the, the bat and then my pick I mean I think a lot of people maybe possible fight of the year contender I mean that was a back and forth war um yeah. You've obviously gone back and you've watched it several times since then. What's the, I mean, what adjustments are we making? I mean, I, I know that you, you, you're constantly in pursuit of perfection and getting better. What are we learning and how are we applying it? What's the fruit of the labor? Are we seeing it in the gym? What's, what's going on? What's, how, how are the dividend, dividends being paid? Well, with the Brad Riddell fight, it was, it was all mental. You know, I, I was kind of fighting like a dipshit. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a narrow fight. Um, so we had to look back, like, where was my mind at? You know, and, and, you know preparations for uh, the Nazareth fight, the Alexander uh, fight. Now I was preparing for a war, like 15 minutes. Like, we're going to work. The moment I signed the Brad Riddell fight, I knew I was going to knock him out. <laughs> and so when it nearly came in that first round, it kind of cemented my mind in that first round. And uh, he made the adjustments, which, I mean, shows his talent. Uh, but... I, I didn't counter. I didn't like adjust with him. Like I was so stuck in like knocking him out, and like I, I felt it in that first, and like it, it just like kept me there the entire fight. So you know, I, I hooked that to you know just overconfidence or over motivation, and so you know my best performances were underdog underdog status. So I gotta start believing that you know I have I always have something to prove. Yeah. I like it. I, it. And that's a, that's a very, I feel like that's a more calculated measure response than whenever we spoke to you right after when you were like, Hey man, we were just in there swinging. It was a good time. I hope the fans enjoyed it. I like the, uh, I like, I like the more, the more measured uh, approach to it. So um, we've got, we've got March. Are you full blown? Like and you said, talk about off season. When does camp start? Are we in camp right now? What's, when do we, when do we start ramping things up? I mean, I don't really have a set time to where camp starts. I, I hire my nutritionist for eight weeks. Uh, my coaches say no excuses within the six-week mark. Uh, but I'm always training, and uh, you know I'm always focusing on myself and what I need to do. So I, I think the camp has already started. Um, maybe it's as soon as I sign my name on that dotted line when camp starts, and then we can focus on one man, uh, one date, and, uh, and and so yeah, so camp's already started, and we're already uh, working on uh, that peak performance March twelfth. Gotcha. What's so it uh? Seems like, it seems good. like your guys' camp. You, you've got a lot of things in the works right now. Obviously, Justin's kind of you know sit sitting the Raptors trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, you got uh, you got Neil Magny got a fight with uh, our boy Max Griffin coming up soon. You got your fight with Ricky Glenn, like uh Corey's you know figuring out his next steps like as a team right now what's kind of the what's going on at team elevation like you know are we all relatively trying to be in the same you know march camp or is everyone kind of like on different levels like what are we talking oh you know i think we had to uh um you know uh uh revisit our our performances right in 2020 we're like team of the year 2021 right. you know we had we, curtis blades Corey sandig and me you know uh and, and so we weren't doing the greatest and so the beautiful thing about team elevation is uh you know we 
we we know not to do the same thing over and over expecting a different result so we had to take some time and revisit and refocus and man we've been doing fighting meetings coaches meetings and making adjustments and now i feel like the dust has settled settled and we're ready to go and uh, now people are picking up fights i love it i love it i want to switch speeds real quick because you, you came in and you, you put your thing mr dober um <laughs> so he's a married man I, I was gonna say so man, as, as a married as a married man now um <laughs> So what's what's your wife's assessment of being married to a professional fighter? Like now that she's going to the events with you, she's seeing the fights like that, that we've got this whole thing. What's how's she feeling? Because I feel like this is this is a team effort both in the gym and at the house. So, um, you know, my, my wife tries to support me and stuff. But if I were to ever want to be a fighter, I think I'd probably have to go live at Trey's house. So how's everything going on, on in that front? I mean, it's exhausting for her. Yeah. <laughs> I put in the work, but she's got to put up with my bullshit. Right. Uh, but, uh, no, she, she's she got her own things going on. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just so grateful that she's able to pick up some slack that, you know, when I'm being lazy or uh, being a nerd, you know, she, she'll do the prep or the meals for me. Or, uh, you know, she'll always, you know, take care of it. So she makes my life easier. And, uh, you know, I hope to have her around for the weight cut because she makes that a lot easier as well. But right. um, yeah, no, she's world, you know, world star class. So uh, I, I, you know, I'm super gracious, uh, grateful. What's the what's the homeowner life looking like now? I mean, what are we are we done for the time being? What project we got? What are we working on? Oh yeah, I'm done for now. That the, the living situation, you know, the first floor is all completely done. I'm not touching anything until I get at least two fights in. You know, I think my big account would enjoy that. And yeah. um, so, and, and plus, man, I, I'm done putting things together. I'm here to you know tear things apart, which is Ricky Glenn. Yeah. What's up with the hand? What, what do you, we we got a war wound here? Yeah, so I'm, I'm meal prepping today, and I uh, circumcised my finger. So oh, fighting is great for me. Culinary, I still need to work on some skills. That's all right. You just be like me and be poor and have dull knives, and then you just got to hack into everything, man. You're good. You got those sharp knives. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> this is true. I, I paid the money to get some great knives. The problem is, is uh, the skills don't don't match the sharpness. The the wedding gift, right? Did you get it in the – was it part of the wedding registry? Good knife? Yes. Stuff? So someone else got it for me. So thank you, whoever that was. I think that was Trey. I think that was Trey at the wedding I wasn't invited to. So you probably just I had a blast at the reception. It was <laughs> super rad. You should have seen him. He was hammered. <laughs> yeah. um, I told him to, you know, keep his pants on, but you know, it is what it is. That was yeah, the first luck. thing to come off. <laughs> so Drew, this is, this is gonna another weird question. I want to throw the oddballs tonight, Dale. I see. Um, Trey's been drinking already. I don't know if you've yeah, noticed that part or not. So long, long work week. What is it? Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I recently uh, adopted a new thing in my in my life called uh, impetigo. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that? <laughs> Unfortunately, you you are. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. I want to ask because I feel like seldom did many people ask this. So outside of like staff and impetigo, like, are you getting any weird bacterial things just training so much that have like halted you from training or like impeded on your, on your training regimen, like in prior fights or what's uh, people talk I, about I injuries all the time. But like, no one talks about the bacteria, dude. Nobody <laughs> <talks about it. laughs> 
<laughs> Trey's very upset by this. I mean, I've gotten things like obviously, you know, when you roll around on mats and stuff like that, you're going to get things that you know get in the way. But uh, uh, I, I work diligently on uh, uh, showering and hygiene. And uh, post pandemic, I, I feel like everyone should wash their hands and ass. So. <laughs> Uh, doing my best to keep the skin clean. Um, but yeah, every once in a while you get some, some shit. Dale, I feel like that was a slight at me, but like, it was definitely, not. it was definitely was a slight at you. You just asked the dude about bacterial infections. Yeah. Well, pretty sure dude, that's a real thing. That's something that's part of his line of work. Like you've got to deal with this stuff. I understand yeah. you, you told it to me and I, I consider myself a learned man. And as the first I had her, I had to Google it and it looks awful. I want no, no part fun, of that. Dude. Yeah. True story. The last time I had it was in high school, high school wrestling, those dirty, dirty mats. And I had an Empentago mustache. Oh. So it could only be worse. That's when you wish there was a pandemic so you could actually use your yeah. mask. You know what I mean? And I was in high school. So the, the kids are the worst. And so nobody noticed. Man. Nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> nobody noticed it, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure. Sure. I mean, people are probably going to chime in and, and say they remember because mm. <laughs> people don't forget. No, people don't forget, dude. People don't forget anything, and you better not make a mistake ever, or, or you'll never live it down. No, that's. Uh, did you have the, the? I'm sure you did, because every high school had them. Did you have the? Did you have the girl in high school that was constantly in a knee brace, or the dude that was in a knee brace for the entire time you were in high school? <laughs> I'm sure. If I'm, if I'm be honest, I didn't pay too much attention to high school, so uh, barely had the eyes open. So I'm sure there were people running around. Uh, I mean, high school is the worst, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That's Trey, Trey's got me on a, on a thing here. It was before you hopped in, we were talking about embarrassing things that live rent free. And one of those ones is, is we had a girl in, in my high school that was literally in a knee brace for the entire time we were in high school. And I, st I it's been 20 years and I, I still remember her name. I think if I saw her at a grocery store, I'd recognize her because she literally left that, 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 big of an impression in my life so um, i think so, she won i mean right. so yeah so purposely yeah all that to say is i'm sure every, nobody remembers the year of impetigo on your lip and i'm sure nobody, <laughs> nobody remembers that at all i mean with the, the long list of weird ridiculous things that i did in high school i'm pretty sure it is a blur yeah so, <laughs> oh my goodness trey you completely derailed me here with your bacterial Sorry. infection i'll bring i'll bring it back for a quick Thank second you. okay so uh, so wait the the March fight. Are we talking Apex or where are we talking right now? I believe it is eight. It's the Apex. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's that's a unique difference. You fought on a massive card. Wife was there. All friends and family. I know you probably get a couple tickets for friends and family to come watch you at the Apex. Mm. But oh. is there a preferential? No, Dale. I'm not trying to get us free tickets. Jeez, oh. dude, calm <laughs> yourself. No, I'm asking. Really is, do you have a preferential treatment? I mean, I, I'm sure you'd love to perform in front of you know thousands of people. But is there a benefit going to the Apex that you're actually excited about? Um, I mean, obviously, like I'd prefer to be in front of an audience. And, uh, you know, having more eyes on my fight. But uh, I think I think the scenery is fitting to the, the occasion and the fact that, you know, I'm 0-2 and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm back to the proving grounds. So I'm back to, like, minimal audience, smaller cage. You know, I, I feel like I'm back to, like, the the local scene or, like, the, the low tier, uh, you know, end of the UFC. And uh, yeah, I think it's fitting and, and it's kind of exciting in that That's fashion. Cool. That's a good way to look at it. Do they give you an idea as far as the 
ballot order is concerned? Like whenever you're whenever you're signing a contract or anything like that, is that something that your management talks about? Like, hey, Drew doesn't fight on the prelims. We're a main card guy now, or like, what's is there any any thought process into that at all? Insider information: the UFC gives us zero information, mm. and uh, I find a lot of stuff out on Twitter only after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> so I get the who, when, and where, and how that's going to be put together. It's it's just a surprise every time. As it stands right now, you're on the main card. If you care, uh, you're on the you're on the you're on the main card. So I didn't know there was a card put together. I couldn't even tell you the main event to be honest. Are you serious? It's a banger. Oh is man, who is it? Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankalaev. Oh, oh, really? I'm on that one. You're All on right. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news, uh, <laughs> Drew. You're going to have a fight, and it's going to be in March, and uh, there's going to be other people there too. No, yeah. So I mean, it's a banger of a card. I mean, we got you're on tap for violence. They've got you. Um, They've got you tapped with with a bunch of killers on the main card. I'll run I'll run through it real quick for you. Tiago Santos, Magomed Ankalaev is the main event. Co-main is Marlon Marais and Song Yudong, and then you've got Bruno Silva and Alex Pereira, who people are trying to push because he's the last person to knock out Izzy. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex Caceres and Sadiq Yusuf, and then you and Ricky Glenn rounding out the main card. All right, that's gonna be. That's and violence. I hope I'm earlier in the night so I can sit back in with some popcorn. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm I'm glad we can figure this out together. <laughs> yeah, I got I got I got nervous when you got I, I, utmost confidence that you're going to just actually freaking level Ricky Glenn. But I got nervous at the beginning because Ricky Glenn and you know our listeners know this very well. I'm a huge fan of Team Alpha Male, and Ricky Glenn was on Team Alpha Male for mm. a couple years, but he switched camps as of recently. To Pura Vida. I've never heard of that camp. Are you familiar with that camp, Drew? I've seen the logo, but I couldn't okay. tell you. I mean, I, I've heard of it. I couldn't, couldn't give you any facts. Okay. What are you talking about? You you know that, not you, Drew, but Trey. Um, Kate, who's been on our show, works at Pura Vida. Oh, no way. That's, okay. that's, that's where you know that. So okay. you put put this up on the fact that you're going to guys are going to be my insider for strategy. So I need you to yeah. bring some film. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do what we can for you. I mean, we'll do film study. That's fine. I mean, the guy's got, you know, 40 professional fights, but we'll be that we'll be the X factor here. Don't worry. <laughs> we've got you. We've got everything under control here. I have high expectations of you guys. That's the only reason I show up. <laughs> Truthfully, we are highly sought after for our fight intel and intellect. So, I mean, anytime you want us to tell you how to win a fight, you know, you, so all you got to do is just let us know. We'll we'll happily tell any of these guys what to do or girls. That's what I we have do. to do it from my couch, though, Dale. I refuse to do it anywhere else. Yeah, well, I got to do it on my oh, couch. So you're not going to the Apex. Done. No. <laughs> well, wait. I'll be there. I will be there. <laughs> I will be there. Yeah, so, I mean, I would – I honestly think that the Apex would be a fun environment uh, to actually go and, 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 you know, watch a fight just based on the fact that I project really well and I don't feel like anybody in the crowd is loud enough there. So it would make me, I would just be tickled pink to be able to just give them a, you know, give them hell, Jober, as loud as I can in there yeah. because I guarantee it goes into the broadcast. There's no way that it doesn't. I'm too loud for it to not happen. I mean, there's nothing going on in there, so I'd hear it plain as day, and I'd, I'd give you a point and a wink. Yeah, <laughs> it's like got it. 
That's it. That's well. Now, working on it. Trey, March twelfth, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and see what we can do here. We gotta make this happen. I'm there, dude. Every time I go to Vegas, I was just there last week. Um, I try and find the Apex. It's like Club Thirty Three at Disneyland, dude. It is hidden. I'm telling you, you can't find that thing. So, I don't know. One day, Dale, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Drew, another question for you as it relates to your team here. Um, mm-hmm. TJ Dillashaw recently came out and said that he wants to uh, take the winner or he's deserving of the winner of Aljo Yawn. Now, mm. given how competitive Sanhagen was in his last fight, you know, do you think that's justified? Where, where do you, what do you think Corey wants to do? Like, what's going on? Um, I think statistically that makes sense. He was a former title holder and he has a win over TJ. Or I went over Corey. Um, so, yeah, statistically, it makes sense. Um, and I, I think Corey now is uh, doing the same thing I'm doing, which is just figuring out, you know, why we dropped decisions or, you know, why we didn't, you know, rise above. Yeah. And so, you know, I think Corey should have a warm-up fight, you know, a, a good, you know, flying knee finish something to kind of raise his stock back up and, and get him excited. The dude's young. So it's like, we don't need a rush to the title. Um, have TJ do it, do whatever he wants, you know, with that, with that fight. But, uh, you know, Corey's in for the long game and, um, and he's only getting better. So now did you think that TJ won that fight? I, I just, that was one of the ones where I thought I, I, I felt like I was on the wrong side of it. Cause I'm watching it. I'm going San Sanhagen won that fight, but like the commentary was like, TJ put on a master class. Twitter was like TJ, TJ, TJ. And in my brain, I'm going, do I know what I just watched? Because I'm watching this feeling like Sandhagen won this fight pretty clearly. And everybody's acting as if this was not competitive. And I'm very, I'm confused. Yeah. So so what's your assessment? I I was at a sports bar where they they didn't have the audio on. Mm. And so I was just watching the fight. I couldn't hear the commentators until the fight was finished. And they were all coming to the center. I was like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, BSing with like the people at my table and talking stuff like that. No, like Corey's got it. Like that was simple, you know. We good. And then the corner of my eye, I saw TJ's hand get raised, and I was like, "Wait, excuse me." Mm. And like I had no idea how. And like I had to rewatch the fight, and then I heard the commentators. I'm like, I guess, but no, I'm a firm believer that Corey won that fight. Yeah, and then it was like verdict. If you if you follow verdict at all, they do the global scorecard and all that stuff, and they released it. And I believe TJ was even pretty uh, pretty considerably even on that. I'm just thinking in my head, maybe I don't know what I'm watching anymore. Like fights like that are head scratchers to me. Yeah, I mean, so Corey and I we had the conversation, and uh, Corey and I were old school in the thought of like, hey, we go to a fight to fight, right? Like it's kill or be killed. And yeah. so my goal is to kill you and kill you as fast as possible. We ain't playing the point games. We're not trying to win rounds. Like right. we're trying to make sure you leave on a stretcher, period. Mm. And uh, when you play by that, then how did Corey lose? He, I mean, he looked like I'm sure could have fought again, you know, like that yeah. night. Um, but that's not, it's, it's three guys opinions that are sitting outside the cage. Sure. Uh, and so now we got to play the game of like, man, well, you know, what are they into? You know, it's like a blind date. Just right. Figuring out, like, how do I win these rounds? Am I head on the scorecards? If I slap them in the chest a couple of times, will I win this round? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. So, because I, I think we, I think you and I have talked about this before. We've asked you on the show before. Would, was something like that, would a result like that, 
or that thought process, would that lead you to believe that open scoring is something that you'd be interested in? Like if you could know at the end of the round how it was scored, would that you find that beneficial or do you think it'd be distracting? No, no, I, I think it'd be distracting. Okay. I, I think um, you would see more fighters kind of taking it easy if they if they know they won. Um, and then uh, the thing is, like, in training, we, we, we program our autopilot. So when we are in the cage, whether we're winning rounds or losing rounds, I mean, the hay's already in the barn. Like, we already trained for this fight, and this is what we're doing. Uh, it's it's going to be really hard to change your game plan in the third round when you like look up and see like oh I'm you know I'm losing these rounds what do I do differently it was like well you didn't plan on you know wrestling this fight and now you're going to try to do it all of a sudden I mean prime example is me fighting Islam Makachev I I I'm well aware that I lost the first two rounds I had right. to go into the third with something different and me chasing submissions didn't work out for me so right. it's like. The, the yeah the open scorecards uh, I I don't think it's as bad as boxing as far as the politics goes mm. and I don't think there's much adjustments you can make you know knowing whether you're down or, or up I think you should enter every round with the intention of winning have 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 you met the judges like you know it's always the same ones like the Sal Diamato and the Derek Clearies and stuff like that have you met them like shook their hands no. I couldn't even yeah, tell you. I feel like they're not real people, Dale. Like, if I was Drew, I'd be going and buying them, you know, Starbucks cards, just like, hey, dude, like we're chill, you know, it's all good. But I swear, I've never seen a photo of these guys. I don't believe they're real. They clearly don't know how to score. Well, I, I don't want to open. I don't want to open up myself and and associate somebody with with no half a half truth here. But if I'm not mistaken, the Lavelle brothers, Jared and Jaron. Um, one of them just got in trouble with the law because he's not only a judge, but was a referee. And then he was like some sort of town official. And it was something dubious happened where there was money, there was money being made that should not have been made in a, uh, in a, in an official capacity, but I can't remember it all. So I don't want to do speculation shit. That's how people get in their feelings and lawyers get called. <clears throat> I don't want that, but um, <laughs> we don't want anything dubious. You I don't want anything. Dubious. <laughs> yeah. But I will, I will, I'll say this. Cause I, what, what you said stuck out to me, Drew, is that MMA as a whole though, as a sport, it hasn't been around the length of time that boxing has. So I think there is something to be said though, that these judges, these officials need to be held to some sort of higher standard, wouldn't you think? Because I mean, the the skill set and what you're seeing in the cage and what's unfolding in front of you, it's different than what's happening in boxing. I mean, our great grandfathers were watching it, boxing and going, you know, that guy won or that guy. That, that that's not the case here. This is a relatively young sport, and we've got primarily like Saul Diamato, who was a boxing judge, judging MMA, and I'm sure there was some hay in the barn that was done to make it but he's probably not as qualified to talk about mma as he is boxing let alone score it so there's got to be something that's done i mean is, are we the brain trust here drew you're an intelligent guy what do we do here how do we fix this uh i think just with time it's going to fix itself you know okay. when, when the sport's brand new uh who are the qualified judges right. uh boxing wrestling like you know you just have to find them and then now those judges are gaining the experience. And they're like, oh, this judge has X amount of experience, right? But now since the sport is now kind of growing and, and having some longevity, now those judges are going to be replaced with more educated judges. 
And so I think it's going to fix itself. I don't think uh, MMA is as simple as boxing. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's, there's less that you can, uh, you know, alter. You know, like, man, like, like Islam Makhachev definitely won those rounds, right? Like, there's no, there's, not, sure. there's no doubt about it. There's no way you can swing that. Right. And so having, like, a judge that likes me better, there's no way he's going to have me up on those scorecards, right? It's the close fights, right? But, you know, I, I'm notorious for it, too. Like, so I'll see my teammates in the cage and go, yeah, he won that fight. And then I'll rewatch it. Like, yeah, I guess not. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's just one of those things, like, this stuff kind of happens. I think MMA sport. It, it, it's constantly growing. Fighter pay is going up. Uh, you know, judges are getting better. So, like, it's it's only going to get better. Um, I think right now it's just a unique, like, just a, a unique time of transition. Um, and uh, as far as like fellow fighters go, I think the only judges you got to worry about the ones sitting in the stands, because at the end of the day, we're all entertainers. And unlike boxing, where you get like one mark on your record and like you like you lose your career, I mean, we got guys like Jorge Masvidal, which I'm tuning in when he fights, regardless how many losses he has. Sure. Because I mean, because at the end of the day, who pays my bills, gives me the paycheck, are the guys sitting in the audience, and those are the only judges I care about. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you talk about a sport. The Winter Olympics are getting ready to start. Are you are are you an Olympics guy? Should MMA be in the Olympics? How do we how do you feel about the Olympics? Let's let's um, tell me, all, I, I tell me all your Olympic opinions. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think like individualized sports are are incredible, and you know all those guys are super talented, and they, they should get more uh, compensation from the United States, you know, for right. for doing all that stuff. Um, as far as MMA in the Olympics, absolutely not. MMA is a um, an entertainment sport. Oh. It's why Olympic boxing and professional boxing are nowhere near close to each other. Hmm. It's MMA is for entertainment. I, I like that Muay Thai is in uh, in the Olympics. Uh, I think Brazilian Jiu Jitsu should be. Hmm. Um, but like, let's let's look at like like specialized disciplines. Uh, mixed martial arts is is too chaotic and, and far more eventful to be in the Olympics. That's a good point that it should be more. Yeah. That it should be more, more specialized. I like that. That's the most measured response. I think I've heard somebody say about MMA in the Olympics. I, I, I appreciate I'm, that. I'm flabbergasted Dale. Yeah. I told you, man, big, big brain energy here. That, that there's is. a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, there's, a lot. All right. So are you in a, are you a summer Olympics or a winter Olympics guy? Summer. Summer. I'll, I'll be honest. Like uh, I, I can't stand the winter on my, on my own. I don't want to see other people enjoying it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Okay, it's hard, so it's hard to wear a parka with no shirt. That's true. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Natural <laughs> cryotherapy. So if if we're in the Olympics, what sport are we like? I mean, obviously, within reason, suspend reality here. If you were going to be an Olympic level athlete, what would you what would you want to compete in? Figure skating. Really? Oh, no. Michael Michaels. I, I can't skate, but I'll definitely try to dance. All right. Well, I mean, I think figure skating is fair, though, because they're like it's one, it's individual. And I I remember who was the guy that used to do the backflips? Wasn't there like a wasn't like a balding guy that did backflip? He was like king shit for a long time. Michael something or other. So you're out there by yourself and it's a high profile event. That makes sense. I could get on board with that. I wasn't going to dog you for saying uh, true story. Like rollerblading was my thing growing up. So oh, yeah? I don't think I'm that far off. Dancing and rollerblading, I feel like you can come <laughs> together and just be a be a sport for me. 
Mm, so like, are you, wait a second here. Wait a second. So when we say rollerblading, are we talking about like <clears throat> X games rollerblading where you're sliding down rails? Or are we talking about like you're out there doing like, like Friday the, night, the butterfly in, skate like, parties in a circle with music. Oh yeah. Oh, that was my jam. Man. I didn't like guys. I like do you. private parties if you're interested. Dude, I didn't. Gosh, I hated. I feel that. like Drew and I were best friends growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you're a big skate party guy. Ah, oh, dude, you, do you ever see that Disney movie? Um, uh, you know, uh, Blade Life, I think it was called, or whatever it was, dude. P- Team Pup and Sud. No, <laughs> Team X Blades. You know yep. what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was my Drew, life, dude. Drew, you know what he's talking about? I, I unfortunately do. <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> Yeah, it was real life, dude. What is this movie called, dude? It's, I don't know. It was Team Pup Insides, man, and Team X Blades. It was it was hardcore, dude. You're okay, you're much yeah. too old, Dale. I much, I, I apparently so, man. I had no idea what any of this is. I can't I can't skate to save my life. So that was I hated skate parties. I was the guy that was too cool to skate. I just kind of hung out by the arcade and, <laughs> and didn't do anything. Just you know, I was too cool for it. I was basically too cool for it. You guys obviously had a lot more fun. That's okay. We won't think about that at all. <laughs> Jeez, oh man i had no idea i had no idea we were we were rollerblading it up so all right realistically though so olympic sport what would you what would you do summer olympics yeah we'll go yeah they're your favorite so if you could if you could be like king you know king shit representing the usa like if i could invent like abilities (laughs) or Mm. is it one like as close to what i have already Because I can't run, jump, or catch a ball. Yeah. So, <laughs> mm, so my point. options of the summer Olympic fairly limited. I think right. like maybe uh, swinging around that giant ball and throwing it. <laughs> the, what is that? What's that called, Trey? Is that? It's not curling, is it? No, yeah. curling's in the winter Olympic where they shot slide put, the rocks. Yeah. No, shot, shot, shot puts the, no, shot puts the yeah. yeah. What is the? Hammer swing. Is it the hammer throw? I think it's the hammer throw. I think you're right. I think it's the hammer. Yeah. I got a low center of gravity. I don't know if you've seen my legs. Yeah. So like I could probably wing that thing. Probably. I got to work in the spinning. So those things are sweet. That's like a medieval weapon. Hammer throw. Yeah. The chat says hammer throw. That's a good one. It doesn't doesn't hammer throw. Thank you, Tim Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I think that'd be great. I think I think. I mean, the, it doesn't uh, surpass the Joplin throw as that's far what I was as say. Like, badass, but it, it's a close second. Yeah, yeah. This is the point where I want producer Jake to pull up the video where the guy gets stuck with the javelin. Did you ever see I, that? I was just thinking of the same video, <laughs> just because we all kind of wanted to happen, and that video just satisfied everyone. He's like, "Yes, that's what I thought would would be happen." Yeah. You know, what's great too, is that that guy has probably been worn like 15 times. Like, dude, you can't sit there. And Steve's just sitting out there and they're probably all going, the dumbass Steve's going to get hit by a javelin one day. And he just thinks nobody's going to hit him. And some Finnish guy went out there and just speared him from a hundred yards out, which was just amazing. Trey, have you seen this video? No, dude, I'm going to search it right after this. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to. It's yeah. He gets stuck. It's I mean, horrifyingly it's- satisfying. <laughs> Dale, post it to our Instagram. I got it. I will find it. We will post yeah. it. Don't worry. We, Drew, don't worry. so 2022, we got a fight in March. How many times you want to fight this year? What's the four. ultimate goal when you close four times? What do you want to do when you when you close 2022? Like, what's what's the thing? Do you want to take late notice fights that are, you know, 
high in the rankings? Do you want to gradually get back yourself back up? Like, what's the plan for 2022? Uh, to not care about the rankings or mm. the title. Like, I, I want to fight more often. Okay. And so, man, I I don't have a game plan. I have a checklist. And I'm looking at Ricky Glenn, you know, Bobby Green, that Patty the Batty. Like, and they don't need to have a number in front of their name. I want exciting fights, and I want more of them. I'm 33. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to, you know, call it quits. But uh, I I want to empty the tank. And, uh, you know, Donnie Cerrone wants to throw down, like – so, like, the whole political, you know, talking and all that stuff to get up into the top five, like, I don't care. I've, I've literally lost interest now. And uh, it was cool, but Fazeev is exciting. He's ranked. We'll do that one, but I could care less about the rankings. I just want fights more often. I I love that you said Patty Pimblett. It's the weirdest. So, um, Trey sent me a text and he was like, hey, Drew's going to come on the show on Tuesday. And I was like, yes, perfect. Awesome. And then for whatever reason in my head, I was like, man, I'd love to see him fight Patty Pimblett. And I was like, wait, how big is Patty Pimblett? What, what, how, what's he weigh? And then you just set him right here, which makes me super happy. He's a, he's 155. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he used the fight at 45, moved up to 55. Do they show him in the off season? He gets thick. That's a that, so, that, yeah. I saw really... that thing roll through a, uh, a, a post fight party. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, I was, was going to say. I'm like, I remember I thought that in my head. And I'm like, nah, he's got to be 170. That guy's that that. There's no. That's that's a big adjustment. What do you? That's a. I mean, do you think that's lack of discipline? What is? It? I mean, that's a lot of weight. I think it's just young age. I, I think I mean <laughs> you catch your old school photos of me like I got big between fights and when I was like early twenties, yeah. Uh, just because I mean we, <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing with whole you know drinking at twenty one like you you can't have it for the first part of your life so now in your entire twenties you're just doing all of it so like now he's like he has to diet to make fifty five or forty five or whatever and so now he just goes nuts. And uh, man, Liverpool has some good fish and chips, and so I can't blame them. But uh, it's it's intense. Yeah, <laughs> that drinking analogy still applies to me at 33, Drew. But okay, uh, I was going <laughs> to say, Trey, did you take note of when he said you were supposed to be drinking yeah. as heavy as <laughs> you were? Supposed to stop. Hey, w- with Patty though, do you think he actually likes his haircut, or that's just all like part of the stick? As a, yeah, as a guy with a great haircut, does yeah. it pitch you off to see that? <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, like I said, young age. Yeah, I, I can post some photos of me with the same haircut, so <laughs> I, I feel like I'm looking at me in the past, and that's yeah. now why I want to beat him up, just because it's just satisfying for me personally. Like, yeah, like, get some like, pomade, dude. Bam! I just get to punch <laughs> all my bad decisions in the mouth right now. Like that's what I want to do. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. It'd be like fighting yourself in a dream. That's really good. <laughs> oh, well, I hope the fight comes to fruition. I th- they just booked him against. Um, who did they book him up against? They booked him up against. Um, it was exactly. Be- no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they booked him up point. against. Yes. Somebody. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, so they're going to give him a couple wins and uh, shot O'Malley, <laughs> that guy. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> they will not let me fight him. Yeah. <laughs> I like the hostility. There's some anger there. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, as always, Drew, you've been amazing with your time. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on, man. Um, March 12th, 
let's can we just can we continue this where we just talk to you after the fight do you want to just come you know can we just oh, yeah you can get me with all balls of uh, like emotion and then okay. I have, yeah. to have a follow-up to correct what i said so hey, i'm all about it <laughs> i just it just you know honestly you can ba- you can bow out whenever you want i mean and but it's we we love having you on man i i, I really just it's it's not a uh it's not a shtick. We really, whenever you want, whenever you want to come on, I'm telling no, you. I love being on, and uh, you know, I think uh, my close friends and family love you guys. And to be completely honest, I just told Hollis, my wife, I was like, "Yeah, I got this, uh, uh, you know, interview at uh, eight fifteen. She was like, "Punch list." I'm like, "Yes, this is yes. All right, all right. Yeah. So you guys got the uh, the wife's thumbs up. So. Oh, man, that's <laughs> say no more. Just, just pulled that right out of her back pocket, just like punch list in her name. Yeah, yeah. Clip that, Dale. Clip that. We're pretty much done here. This was this was great, everybody. Thanks for showing up. We're 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 pretty much at peak. We're we're done here. It took took two years, but we've peaked. We're done. Um, Well, go ahead and go ahead and let her know that we're um, we're we're anticipating our next uh, shipment of shirts, and we'll be sending some stuff out to you guys. So yeah, um, she loves all of them. (laughs) Honestly. I got really excited for a split second when you first popped on the camera because the one that we sent you that I think was confiscated is the color of the shirt that you're wearing now. And I got really excited. I was like, holy shit, not only that, uh, he's wearing our shirt, but you're not. And that's that's fine because I know she took it, but I got really excited for a split second there. So. Well, you haven't sent me pants. And so thank God this interview is waist up. Yeah. So, right. Still waiting. <laughs> Well, we're humble enough with you coming on. We're not wearing a shirt half the time. You start doing pantsless, and we're literally, we're gonna have to shut the whole thing down. So ignorance is bliss. You had no idea if I am. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, buddy. It's been great talking to you. We'll talk to you again here in a couple of weeks, man. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Jim. Talk to you soon. We'll see you, buddy. Pleasure, guys. Name a better person, Trey Van Buskirk. I'm telling you. I can't do it. I can't you. do it, dude. I, I I listen to him speak, and I think Trey. You're the same age as Drew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get it together. Yeah, but you know no. what I mean. But you know what though? In a different way, you are winning still. You're still winning. I'm doing. I'm doing great. But I mean, would yeah. I like to? You know, wear stretchy jeans and no shirt all the time, and you know, live my life. Yeah, absolutely. What's the uh, What's the nonsensical, cliche, motivational thing? Um, you can't be upset with the results you didn't achieve from the work you didn't do. Right. That's a big uh, a proponent of this whole thing is I have not tried. Right. hundred percent. If you, you listen, looking at you again, cause we've never met in person looking at you, you're, <laughs> you're a wiry dude. I can tell you're wiry. You, you probably have pointy elbows. Um, your, your, your hands are probably real knuckly. You got like real, you got probably rounded knuckles. Um, is that all this true? Do you have do you have rounded no. elbows? You know, I have Good. so much hair on my arms, haven't seen my elbows, and my hands are like Chinese silk ribbon dale. They have not done a day no, no, of yard no, work no. in their entire lives. They're that's very that's soft. not what I'm talking. I'm talking about your knuckles. You you you're, you're, see, so like I don't have I don't have knuckly fingers, right? Like I've got long. Oh my I've got God, just, you don't have knuckly fingers. It looks like there's 19 knuckles in that one finger because they've been broken a lot. So, but but my point is, <laughs> my hands. Do you have just, six fingers. Yes, my hands are a nightmare. Um, 
certain guys have like they, they look like they look like poison dart frogs they've got those little <laughs> you know, talking about they got like the round yeah finger pads yeah. so i don't I, look like that no nah, yours don't look like that i thought maybe they yeah. did anyway all that to say this year of low body fat percentage if you really buckled down and stopped drinking and really went after it i bet you you'd fucking char like chisel up in no time dude just close my eyes dad I just felt like I had a conversation with my dad right there. Just no, sorry. Remember what we talked about the other? What we talked about last week. You, if you would just apply yourself, right? If you just yeah. apply yourself. Speak real quick, just to give him a shout out because I saw them in the uh, in the chat earlier. Have you seen James from Strictly MMA? Yeah, he's as big as a house. Have you seen that guy? The whole Strictly MMA team is jacked beyond belief right now, dude. He's huge. You know what's bullshit, dude? Uh, you did a uh, Instagram live stream for the last show because we did mm. not have an episode, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and people were saying that I got popped for EPO. Mm, that's true. Yeah, people were worried. People, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Us skipping a week really set the 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 waves out. People were nervous that like, why are they missing? What's going on? Um, you know what what is the what's the deal? And I, I genuinely think people that like listen to us in a more passing fashion legitimately thought something was going on like where you and i weren't doing a show together or whatever the case may be but yeah. i assure you that was not the case trey got called last minute to do something for work and i was sick and it all just it was a perfect storm which is why we still try to do the live stream and then doing the live stream things became difficult because of our time difference and it takes a lot of coordination for us to lock in our tuesday nights for this hour hour and a half mm -hmm. Um, so on a random Friday, it's tough. So, yeah, yeah. but everything Which, is by the everything way, is fine. Well, we, we have a little bit of uh, house cleaning to do real quick, guys. Mm -hmm. If in fact you did pre-order mm. the punchless allegiance collab shirt, the hedge uh, confirmation that it is printing and shipping out this week. So apologies if you've been waiting what's been going on. Uh, Roy from allegiance just had a baby. So congrats to him stoked. Uh, but Obviously, that takes precedence over everything. So everyone can just chill the fuck out. Your shirt's coming. <laughs> Relax. Um, outside of that, guys, if you want to buy anything from Allegiance Clothing, the greatest clothing clother on the planet, just go to allegianceclothing.com, type in the code PUNCH. You're going to get 15% off. And then finally, guys, our other sponsor, Stay Classy Meats. Go there, get the best meat, put it best in your body. Try and get slimmed down to the Drew Dober type size. Prepare yourself for that March 12th fight. And the best way to do that is put the best meat in your body. Go to stayclassymeats.com, type in the code FIST, and that's going to get you 10% off. Speaking of Dobes, he looked cut up already, didn't he? I know, dude. He, he looked, looked sunken he looked, in a little bit. He looked, he looked, he like looked thin. Good. Well, he looked good. Like, like weight cut should be – he should not have to move very much to make 155 because he looked – I mean, he normally has, you know, get you get the cheekbone and the jaw and the thing, but he was like already like right there, and we're still six weeks out. Yeah, hmm. prepare. There's preparedness, dude. That's that's uh, that's eye of the tiger status. Yeah, I think he's coming out the. You know, it's crazy is that I well, you know this because I we, we've been doing the show for a couple of years now. I like betting on Rick Glenn. Um, Me too, and. Uh, I think this is a good matchup for Drew, and I'm not just blowing smoke because he's on the show. I think it's a good matchup for him because Rick's going to be there for him to to, to fight. Um, it's just a matter of is you know Drew going to knock him out beforehand? Um, I'm hoping that coming off a, a knockout over Joaquin Silva, he wants to stand there and throw hands. Inside the distance play seems mighty juicy. I like an inside the distance area. That's a good one. 
I like that a lot. Um, let's see here. Let's see. He says we've never met in person. Yes, that's that's true. It's a real thing. Um, all right, we're at an hour and a half. I know you got to go because um, you know it's it's family time there, but it's mm-hmm. eleven o'clock here for me, so I'm I'm doing the late night life. Um, do you have anything you want to leave the people with before we before we go? No fights this week, but that's okay. Um, fights next weekend. Uh, what is there anything at all you got going on? Only thing I'm going to say, guys, is it's a new year. It's a new okay. time for us to even expand even further than the, you know, how many countries we're in. We it was a lot. Like, we'll have to go back and count them. We're a stupid amount of countries, but doesn't mean that we don't need help still. Guys, go to Ooh. Apple. Give us five stars. Spotify gives reviews now, too. Give us a five star there. Type in some things for your boy, dude. Hey, when we make it big, when we make it big. We're bringing everyone with us. We're, mm. It's not going to be like selective tickets to the Apex. We're bringing the whole fucking crew. I we've already talked about this before. So, I, and I, I will, it will, we will bring this up whenever, whenever we get to a point where we can scale this accordingly. Um, the idea has always been, the idea has always been a punch list meetup in Vegas. It's yeah, always absolutely. that has always been the thing. Um, one of the, I'm just gonna. I know you got to go, but I'm going to say it real quick. Um, the genesis of the name punch list stemmed from an idea that you had um, that you and I were working on before we even made this podcast, where the idea of the punch list was going to be almost like a, a fight kit that you could order every month where it would show up with all kinds of cool stuff that you need, like whiskey glasses and recipes or snacks, all kinds of stuff like that designed to make fight night cooler. And it was like, Oh, check it off, you know, check off the punch list. So that way I can watch fights for this weekend. So the idea, the genesis of the name punch list has always been this idea of bringing people together. So like you said, whenever we get to the point where we can scale it accordingly, there will be eventish style things that happen. And one of my highlights of 2021, one of my absolute highlights of 2021 was when we had both of those guys at the same UFC event that listened to our show. Oh, yeah. And we're able to get in contact with each other. I can't tell you, and I didn't give it, it's just through the time. I can't tell you how happy in my heart that made me. Yeah, that was wild. Like, that was awesome. That there was people with the the, the opposite ends of the world spectrum, don't know each other, punchless familia together at the, uh, at, at, um, where were they? Was that T-Mobile? Were they at T-Mobile for that? I forget where it was. But make a bunch of money and we'll blow it all on a party for everyone. That's that's the life I want to live. Yeah, I mean, I I think the the trial run might be Faber versus uh, Cub. So I I, I'm telling you right now, there is you, you you need to if if Cub and Faber fight each other, we're going. Like so, we're no, that's, going. that's for sure. I just okay. I don't really want to see a grown man cry. It, it would it would really bum me out. Well. There, they will be tears of joy. So don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the honestly, like when you talk about getting trying to get tickets to the Apex, if Cub and Faber are going to fight, we have got to pull every string of every person that we know oh. within the, within the UFC roster to try to get on that list for the Apex. Oh. We have to. Oh yeah, every punch list alum: Max Griffin, Drew Dober, Carlos Condit, Josh Emmett. You don't think text messages are going to those people? Everybody, everybody, I'm literally everybody. I will, I will text Anik and be like, yeah, bro, Anik. 
panic. I need, I need. I'm never going to ask you for anything, but remember all those steaks we sent you? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember, the, remember those? those sweet Allegiance duds you were wearing? Yeah. Remember those? Remember, yeah. remember that? Remember the custom shirt you got? I'm cashing in. Yeah. Cashing that yeah. favor, bro. I need yeah. ticks. I need, at least yeah. need a discount. At least put me on the list so I can get, so I can purchase them. I don't want them get, I don't want them getting sold out. So funny. These people think there's no strings attached. <laughs> there's always strings attached. <laughs> always, always. I may not pull on it right away, but at some point, I'm pulling on that string. Yanking that shit. I'm gonna yank it. I'm gonna yank it. Them ribeyes ain't free, bro. They may taste free, but them Montana ribeyes ain't free. All right, <laughs> guys. If you don't already do so, please follow us everywhere at Punch MMA. Shout out to Haley Cowan. Congratulations on your win, Invicta 45, 46. Whoever it was over. Uh, Monica Franco, can't wait to see what you continue to do as you ascend uh, into superstardom, most definitely, because she's got the talent, she's got the skill, she's got the look, and she's well-spoken. It, it's just a matter of time, man. It's just a matter of time. And then, as always, um, the one and only bang, Drew bang. Dover. No, don't bang, bang. The one and only Drew Dover. Appreciate you, Drew. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Guys, we'll talk to you this weekend, and then next weekend, or next Tuesday, we'll be back. Hermanson versus Strickland. Uh, we'll be breaking that down for you next week as the march to 70% continues for the year. Appreciate everybody. Love you. Be good to each other. Now, bang, bang. Matt screwed. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.